not a second Put down your phone, welcome to the feckin' check-in show We might be playing Tekken in the techno-drome With Shredder and Spencer, but never Donatello The boys are back in town again, shenanigans from QO Man, the listener can't stop panicking Now tell your friends to listen to the sound of us pissing in the wind And if you feel like joining in, then do it for the win The sun shines, but I find myself in isolation But fear not, we've got beer at the cooking station Audio and video flows are coming for you The trainer at Jimmy show, it's cameras action doom the feckin' checkin', so check your feckin' pulses Lentils, soybeans, chickpeas, whatever indulgence Takes your fancy snakes, ladders, or piss politics Just sit back and relax, we got your weekly fix It's the feckin' checkin' show Welcome to the feckin' checkin' show It's the feckin' checkin' show Welcome to the feckin' checkin' show It's the feckin' checkin' show It's the feckin' checkin' show it's camera sack, it's camera sack, it's camera sack should do. It's camera sack, it's camera sack, it's camera sack should do. It's camera sack, it's camera sack, it's camera sack should do. It's camera sack should do. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Feckin' Check-In. My name is Trainer, his name is Toomey, and with us this week for the first time is a very special guest, our close personal longtime friend, Mark. How are you doing this afternoon, Mark? Not doing too badly at all, guys. Uh, I'm a, a long-time listener, first-time caller, so great to be involved. Very good. I went for the Gene Okerlund inter- introduction there, long-time close personal friend. Um, but yes, uh, so we've got a guest on this week's episode, so we're going to change the format slightly. So it won't be me and Toomey giving our F, E, and C, and K observations. We're going to throw that over to Mark, and he is going to uh, list his uh, observations that go in with that acronym. So we're going to have a different voice giving us input this week rather than just the same old me and to me every single week and, and that's going to continue into the future as well we are going to have episodes with special guests uh, in the upcoming weeks the first ever guest on the feckin check-in and it's nearly going to be straight over to him the pressure is on him but it's actually not on him because this is all on us so this is <laughs> our first experimentation with a guest it's exciting it's nerve-wracking we don't know what's going to happen and mark <laughs> will you lead us out <laughs> on the funny observation from this week no problem thanks thanks Mill. uh i guess i feel like a, a guest on nick hancock's room 101 uh it's uh, <laughs> you come on and you give your piece and then i'm sure you guys will tear mine apart so i'll give it a yeah. quick go and see see how we get on um, isn't it frank skinner nowadays that was room yeah 101? it is it is frank skinner but it started with nick hancock okay old school yeah going back as the original yeah <laughs> I haven't really watched it with Frank Skinner. Yeah, I, I think the format is kind of tiresome after, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. It was a Paul Martin at one point as well. Um, and it's just like the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Hopefully this podcast doesn't uh, descend <laughs> <Yeah>. into that. <laughs> cool. Okay. So from a, from a feck perspective, um, I guess the funny observation I have really kind of relates and goes back to one of the points you guys were making on the first uh, FEC episode where you were talking about social distancing and people not adhering to the two meters as you're walking down the road. And I think, Trainer, you were saying that like yours is like 30% or something, people actually moving out of your way. I just wanted to say that my rate is 100% people get out of my way. Uh, And the reason for that is... 
I strongly recommend that everybody gets a pram. Whether you have a child or not, get a pram <laughs> because you have like it's pretty much the nuts. Uh, you're walking down the road, you cling to the inside of the path, and people just get out of your way because you have a baby. The only time it kind of comes down to kind of an issue is when there's a, a pram coming the other way, um, and especially when I'm pushing the pram and there's a female pushing the other pram, I need to kind of step it up a little bit and put on a bit of a limp or something, look kind of injured uh, or some way disabled, uh, or else. <laughs> of gender politics oh exactly there's a there's a pecking order so they're like somebody with a limp and a pram definitely beats a woman with a pram you know what i mean uh the only the only <laughs> type of people that beat you when you have a pram is the really elderly with a cane but thankfully most of them are cocooning at the moment so you have free run of the place Okay, uh, I just want to say there for any listeners that uh, the nuts, you're making a poker reference there, of course, that, that means you have the winning hand from the get-go. Sorry, okay. yes. Just in case anyone isn't aware of that. So the nuts is like having pocket aces and then you see an ace on the flop or something like that. <laughs> exactly, sorry. Yeah, no, no, the nuts is having the best hand. When you walk out onto that road, you know, nobody can beat you because all the uh, the owl people are uh, cocooning at the moment. I think that's a anecdote that I can relate to definitely because when I see pe- people with a pram, it's a p- moment of panic. It's like, shit, it's a pram! <laughs> Get out there on the road. Run. It's like like a bomb or something. Yeah. I know. It's great. And like we can see them panicking and and freaking out. And uh, even if there's a car coming, they're straight out onto that road. And it's it's just, it's it's good to see. Good to see. Yeah. Just just one thing I want to add to that, just to relate it. I saw a middle-aged woman this morning and she had a mask kind of down on her neck and when she saw me and Liz approaching from afar she put the mask up over her face and she looked disgusted at us and she crossed the road um so it's it's an unusual time we're in where people are being disgusted by your mere presence yeah I saw something on Twitter there recently um it's the guy who does the wait but why blog um I don't know if any of you have read that I think I sent I've sent on some articles from it over the years but uh he has his own Twitter um his own Twitter account, obviously, as well. And um, he wrote down there recently that uh, when he sees people approaching him, when they avoid him, he's 85% reassured, but 15% offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there is... There is that bit of like, what? What do you? What do you think? I'm fucking just some disease-ridden fucking plague victim or something. But also, if they don't get out of your way, you're like, get away from me, you plague victim. The masks do look kind of intimidating, and that's the thing about them. Because in any other scenario where you've seen them, it's a doctor wearing them or a character from Mortal Kombat. So, um, you know, the the history of these types of masks kind of brings up negative connotations of either ser- serious medical goings on or you know. Uh, video game combat so <laughs> there's not a good history with them there absolutely so that's a good, very good f there with a funny observation mark uh, thank you for that um we're going now on to the e and the fec acronym and that is entertainment is there anything in entertainment that you have kind of noticed in the last week or that you want to chat about there mark yeah no it's just i guess um, what I was thinking about was, you know, how lucky we are to be alive in the time of kind of TV and on demand um, and moving to on demand uh, because, you know, given the current situation and even in the last few years, just ha- having the ability to access you know any movie or content whenever you want uh, there's loads of different subscriptions out there you know you cover yourself with netflix you have the disney you have amazon prime and there's just a load of content you can access anytime given that people are doing things um you know you don't just sit down from nine until 11 to watch tv anymore uh, prime time has kind of changed in a way for different people so it's great that you can access content all the time 
But as well, um, just looking at something like the the Premier League, um, obviously, obviously a football fan and, and uh, quite annoyed. I've been kind of streaming like off a dodgy box to watch uh, football. Um, and really that's due to the cost of, of the Premier League through Sky Sports and, and BT. And they're kind of going, you know, why am I paying tenner a month or whatever it is for or to netflix and 15 months to spotify for all the music in the world but yet i have to pay 100 and 150 euro a month for for football and um, i'm kind of looking at it and saying like why can't the premier league move to that kind of uh that kind of on-demand delivery mechanism um, and kind of like looking into it in, in more detail i know they were talking about and like they were going to uh, launch something something later on but the the sheer numbers around the 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 on-demand offering is is pretty like mind-boggling at the moment bt and sky they char- they say they charge a lot uh, uh because the the cost of buying the rights they they pretty much pay the Premier League 2.5 billion to 3 billion uh, uh, per year for the rights to the Premier League. But if the Premier League turned around and created their own uh, on-demand, video on-demand software technology or even you know white labeled netflixes or something like that they could they have an audience a viewing audience of well more than 100 million per per year um if they charge a tenner per person they'd be looking at obviously um uh you'd be looking at about 12 billion euro per year they could generate rather than the 2.5 billion to 3 billion they're currently generating from from sky um but i just thought it was a really interesting thing to see that everything in our life could move to on demand and tv as we know it is is pretty much is is pretty much dead the likes of sky bt will be gone and i think all the other channels out there are going to be gone just see want to see what your your guys views on that were it's, it's an interesting point, all right, more of a subscription-based model or an over-the-top model, as a lot of different uh, platforms are calling themselves. I know in America they have the Major League Major League Baseball has its own over-the-top um, software, so you can go into a subscription model with that. But w- when you mentioned there that there's an audience of 120 million and they could generate 1.2 billion, that's assuming that everybody takes up this new model, which is obviously a huge, like, hugely optimistic um, outlook on how how ready people are for this new technology yeah well i guess uh, the I, I guess they're estimating that um if they look at the viewership of what sky and bt currently have um and then uh, multiply that probably by i don't know uh 50 or so uh, because a lot more people would come into the nest they'd be able to afford it so all those people are that are being left by the wayside such as myself uh, because they don't want to pay for sky or bt will be brought in um, and they would be more than happy to pay a tenner a month for access to all the premier league games um, i think it's a realistic number 100 million around the world i i think it's it is an interesting point and i think what we could see is a transition period because if if you look at other stream sports being streamed um in america you have like the nba is streamed as well but there's also uh tv networks like espn that that cover a lot of the games so what might happen is you might have a, a transition period where the tv's uh, stations are competing with uh, streaming services and then i suppose in, in the long term I would agree with your point that that after that uh, transition period, then the, the the kind of subscription model should triumph, and I would be delighted because there'd be no no more Jim White on deadline day, 
on Sky Sports News. <laughs> the stupid yellow tie. Uh, well, I, I know with WWE they tried it. So they did this in 2014. I know it's not a sport, but it's sold like it is a sport because it's live action programming um, that's first run every single week and they don't really do reruns. So it's a brand new hour or two hours or three hours of programming every week. But the, the problem that they fell into is they moved all their pay-per-view business over to the subscription-based um, platform like the WWE Network. But at the same time, they started to generate higher and higher television rights fees for their first run programming. So they've got Monday Night Raw and then SmackDown and they generate billions of dollars from television rights fees because as the traditional television model has declined in viewership, stuff like first run programming like sports and like WWE, surprisingly, uh, has started to be able to generate much, much higher offers from television networks. So they're in a bit of a quandary now where they've migrated all their pay-per-view business over to this network model, the WWE network, but they can never migrate all of their actual first run television over to it because it generates far too high a price. It's it's, It's basically keeping them uh, in business, keeping them afloat, even during the time of not being able to have audiences uh, and all that, they're still producing television content. And uh, like it, at this point, it wouldn't make financial sense at all for them to move all of that programming over to the network because it, it, they just simply would never be able to generate anywhere close to the same revenue. Would there be a similar thing with the television rights fees for football? Would, do you think they'd be able to get like it would benefit the Premier League to go right we're switching to this when there's already a perfectly good model in place where the Premier League are getting loads of money for not changing anything um i i don't think so um because it, it, the the money i the the main reason people pay for the subscription is for live football um so if you can deliver the the live football through another format uh, sort of kind of a, a cheaper subscription model um format then i don't think there would be kind of any negative impacts per se um like amazon for example prime they purchased a couple of rounds of fixtures and went down really well um obviously amazon prime's uh, subscription numbers went went up um but i think i don't i i don't know if any of the historical content that they have would have a hell of a lot of value put it that way yeah yeah, but like, do, do, would the Premier League itself be arsed in move, migrating to this new model when they're probably generating billions by not doing anything? What would, how would they benefit? Do you think they could get more money? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh completely, yeah, yeah. So like, right. at the moment in in the UK alone, I think the subscriber uh, for, for subscriber numbers for uh, for Sky Sports is around five million, and that's just in the UK. Um, but obviously, the Premier League is a massive global brand, uh, massive in Asia, massive in in uh, Africa, massive in 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 the US everywhere um so you'd imagine that they would be able to um get the internet they would be able to sell that internationally and globally uh they'd be able to increase their their number of viewers six substantially and i believe that they would bring more people into net i was saying if it became more uh you know became cheaper for for everyone so i do think that they could hit the 100 million um in terms of uh, subscribers and that would generate in the region of about 12 billion a year rather than the the 2.5 3 billion they're currently generating yeah i think it's actually inevitable um like the the advertising revenue from tv stations is going to go down as more and more people switch over to the subscription models and streaming services so i think the i think it's definitely going to happen it's only a matter of when so i think the trainer's point like for for the premier league they're probably not arsed doing it now because they're still getting enough money through the 
the network TV network models, but but as as like look at look at ourselves. We we none of us our age even are like regularly using like TV. I think as well. So that's just the, the way it's gone. Yeah, that's true. And I actually have to say, uh, the the main thing I use, I get a, a I have a regular Sky subscription, um, which has the normal television on it. But the main thing I use it for is catch up TV and the on demand box sets that they have. And that's I don't really I don't really want the traditional TV. Like if it if it ended tomorrow, I wouldn't shed any tears over it. It's nice to have. You can switch on something once in a blue moon when you want to. But really what I want is I want I want those HBO box sets from Sky that aren't available through any other legal platform unless you're using VPNs and stuff in Ireland. Uh, and I want the ability to watch catch-up stuff and series link stuff. So if they gave me all of that, um, if they gave me all of that technology without having to subscribe to like fucking TLC and uh, E4 plus one and stuff that I have absolutely no interest in, then I'd be all over it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, with with that said, shall we now move on to this week's Song of the Week? And this will be selected by you as our guest, Mark. So, the floor is yours. All right. So, this week I have... Well, this week, this is the only week I've been on. So, um, <laughs> uh, starting that again. Uh, the, the, the Song of the Week that I have um, proposed is uh, Music When the Lights Go Out by The Libertines. I'll confess a lot of my sins After several large gins But still I'll hide from you Hide what's inside from you And the alarm bells ring When you say your heart still sings When you're with me Oh won't you please forgive me I'm no longer here to music Oh no Of the pubs and the clubs and the drugs and the tubs we share together Stay with me forever But all the highs and the lows and the twos and the foes They left me dizzy oh, Won't you please forgive me, I no longer hear the music Oh no
Very good. A nice track from the Libertines there. Um, I know that album means quite a lot to you personally. I remember listening to that outside your back garden maybe about 15 years ago in the summer. Memories of sitting out in the sun with cans of Tuborg and um, playing that quite frequently along with along with a few other staples like The Who and The Waterboys uh, from that era. Well, they're, they're not from that era, but that's what we were listening to around then. Yeah, no, well, it very much is a song from, from the past. Um, it was recorded back in 2004. And yeah, it was around that time when we were listening to loads of those type of bands. Uh, in the kind of the London scene and they you know we're going to to Oxygen and to uh, to Electric Picnic and, and stuff and they were definitely those type bands that played there but um, uh, I find for me anyway music I tend to drift away when I'm listening to it. I kind of miles away. I tend to daydream. Um, and a song like Music When the Lights Goes Out is definitely one that uh, that takes me away to a, to a, a different place. Um, but it's just... I, I thought it was kind of fitting as well because it's it's really interesting with the the, the two lead singers Carl Barrett and uh, Pete Doherty, um, and I think it's pretty much written about um, the breakup of their relationship uh, because they'd been in um, the band together, writing songs together, pretty much best mates. Um, but it's kind of written as if um, the uh, one is breaking up with a girl, but I think he's actually breaking up with uh, his, his bandmate. Um, but it's also just it plays out brilliantly some brilliant kind of references about their relationship and everything like that but it's also a fantastic breakup song if you if you want it for that reason very good i have nothing to add because i have no clue about any of that but it was (laughs) interesting nonetheless to listen to it now moving on uh to the c part of the fec acronym this is cultural observations what have you been looking at this week uh, in terms of culture mark yeah well i guess i see it every day um and it is it, it, it's more something i wanted to bring to you guys to get your opinion on it because it's something that really pisses me off and it's uh, uh, i hate to sound like an owl fart but uh, it's with the youth of today <laughs> yeah. Oh yes! Oh, really, really, really pisses me off to see a couple of youths walking down the road together, and they both have an earphone in their ear while supposedly talking to their mate um you see it all the time it really pisses me off i said look you're not in the moment you're not enjoying the conversation you're not listening to what your friend is saying you're not li- you're, you're, you're <laughs> i love if you actually barely, said that <laughs> you're barely, you're just coexisting you're not actually you know you're not being mates what like wait till you go to the pub and you have you can't have a fucking earphone in your bloody ear um but i know at the same time you know, I, I, I do appreciate that, you know, uh, you know, as I say, um, let he without uh, sin cast the first stone and all that. But this is the, the next step. This is people walking around with earphones, like clearly not listening to each other or being mates just pisses me off. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely seen that myself. It's like they're kind of too embarrassed to admit that they like spending time with each other. So they have to have some kind of device that allows the world to know that I'm not really that into this. You know, I, I'm 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 elsewhere as well, and that's 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 exactly it. You're you're you hit the nail on the head there. It's as if yeah, too too cool for school, kind of saying that oh no, I'm I'm big into my music and and that's where I'm I'm focused on. You know what I mean? It's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have friends yeah. around like that. You I know? don't need to be here. <laughs> It's another devaluation of, of human human interaction, isn't it? It's it's like this human interaction is boring to me, so I need to have music on at the same time, or I need to be on my phone on on uh, Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's ma- mainly um, teenage to early twenties lads. I would see doing it. It's like 
this masculine thing where they they have to pretend that they're cooler than the situation they're in would look to the outside world so they need something and that you know that's exactly it it's just it just really annoys me um i kind of i would love to know what they're actually listening to and are they actually listening to it are you appreciating the music and you know getting into that or are you actually listen to your mates um um you know what happens when you want to actually you know chat up a bird or something do you continue with the uh, the earpiece in your ear or <laughs> or do you kind of give her the two ears <laughs> yeah it will be an honor that you get the two ears. Does anyone get the two ears? That's what you'd have to you'd have to wonder. Um, very, very good, very good observation there. Could I just ask, when you see these people, are they walking? I have a couple of questions. First, first question is, are they walking down a, a footpath with this? Like over, are they on a like a two k walk or something like that? That's my first question. And my second question is, are they using wired headphones? Or is one of them holding their phone in the middle between the two headphones, or are they using wireless Bluetooth type? Of thing? Um, two things. One, I very rarely go over and ask them how long they're walking for. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I tend not to interact with them at all. No, it's, no, but seriously, it's it's just groups that are just kind of hanging around. You know the way you used to uh, hop on the bus and go to Dunleary and just hang around Dunleary around the shops or whatever. It's that type of stuff. They're just walking around on buses. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, they're yeah, the exactly mall. that that type of stuff. Just just hanging around. Um, but yeah, they're. they're they they could be walking anywhere, going anywhere, doing anything, but they always have this this earpiece. Um, then the other one, in terms of like where the phone is, typically I wouldn't see their hands would be free, and um, they'd be using a cabled headphone. So it'll be typically as well a white headphone because I think the Apple uh, headphones are fashionable or something like that. And um, so people used to use them, and now I know they have the Bluetooth ones, the little ones that stick in your ear, the buds. Oh yeah, the earbuds. But yeah. uh, no, they they tend not to have earbuds. They tend be, tend to be working off a cabled version, and um, so it suggests that they they either can't afford the uh, the uh, earbuds or they are trying to make a point by having this big long white thing hanging down around their <laughs> their jacket if they were using the earbuds then one then the inside ear wouldn't have to be used by each of them so you could put the earbud in your let's say if you were walking uh, you could put it on the outside ears and then you could hear each other with the inside ear, Does yeah, but see, the, the, these these people aren't listening to the same music. They have each have their own separate. Ah, I thought they were listening to the same music. No, Sorry. no, no. The, like they're they're not like uh, you know twelve year old girls who are you know sharing a, a headset and listening to uh, I don't know five. Nicki <laughs> yeah. Minaj, <laughs> Madonna, <laughs> someone like that. Um, but no, yeah. no, no. The, the, these are people who are walking around with their own headset and their own uh, their own phone. So their own they, music, their own music, exactly. So okay. they have one. They've one. They basically have the two. Uh, two earbuds or whatever it is and one's dangling down and one is in the ear and then they're walking along most likely slouching um, and just pissing me off generally that's no, very, very antisocial I think the idea I had in my head actually I could see it working I'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> you have the two you're, you have the same uh, music and each of you has one of the Apple uh, earbuds on the outside 
and you you can chat to each other on the inside here. <laughs> yeah, but no, but 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 on that to me. So if you you would happily kind of if we were going out for a pint or whatever, or if we were walking <laughs> down the road, you would want us to both listen to the same music, but try and interact with each other at the same time. Well. I've been on trains before with people and they, they share the headphone and say, I'm listening to this song. Let's let's listen to this together at the same time and have this shared experience. So mm-hmm. and I've been in pubs and there's been background music on and you would share the experience of the, the music in the background. So I don't think it's impossible to have uh, social interaction while having ba- shared background music. It, it might be like classical music or it might be something down tempo without lyrics in it. You're, you're a strong advocate yeah, for Yeah, you are. <laughs> constantly, constantly pushing it. Pushing your agenda. Yeah, no, but, but, I went to the shoehorn this. Mark wasn't even talking about what I described. Yeah, no, no. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no problem with background music at, at, at all. And I have no problem with me going to the pub and there's music in the background. But I'm just saying, if you're listening to music, like, do, yeah. do you need to have background music every time you talk to your mates? That's my concern. No. Yeah, no, you don't. That's the main point. But I, I think it's an image thing rather than a music thing. Ghetto blasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us all hear it. Okay. Very good observation there on culture. Um, so we're on to the K. We're on to the final aspect of the FECK acronym. So can you share with us a kernel of wisdom or a kernel of truth that you have uh, gathered maybe in the last few weeks, something that uh, really hit a chord with you, struck a chord with you even, um, and that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, I, I guess it's uh, something I found out um, after having a kid. Uh, but did you know that newborn children are obligate nose breathers? Um, and what that means in layman's terms is basically that children, when they're born, uh, in the first three to four months, they actually don't breathe through their mouths. They only breathe through their nose. They don't. They don't. They can't breathe through their mouths. Um, so it's okay. it's something that you know when you're when you're uh, have your your first kid, you don't know what's going on, and you're kind of freaking out enough as it is anyway. And then to find out that your your kid can't actually breathe through its mouth, and it actually results in a, uh, a significant uh, number of of children dying from suffocation. Uh, there was like one one study there found that um, every five days in LA, a child dies of of uh, suffocation due to um, kind of sleeping conditions or whatever it is where uh, they can't breathe through their mouth and for some reason their nose is covered because uh, children don't have cartilage the, the same cartilage that adults have when in, in their first uh, three to four months. So if anything is kind of pressed down on their nose or leaning on their nose or whatever it is and um, the child stops breathing through their nose, can't breathe through their mouth and effectively just suffocates. So like- Cut, cut death and things like that. Pretty much, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But it was something I found out that I didn't know um, until now. So your baby is a nose breather. Yeah, it's a no. He's nose breather. So, uh, n- nose breather, and uh, in Stranger Things, I heard the phrase mouth breather as an insult. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill, <laughs> Bill Burr has used it quite a lot. The comedian, he he regularly yeah. calls people mouth breathers. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking of that. I was thinking of that when there was that WhatsApp video, uh, and just to explain to people listening that um, one of our friends sent around. Oh, was it you, Mark? Who sent around the WhatsApp video of the woman with the surgical mask? Oh yeah, but she she'd cut a hole in the front of it so she could breathe, which defeats the purpose of the <laughs> yeah. entire. Cir- and I was going to write the comment "fucking mouth breathers," but I just actually forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a term used to de- to describe like. Uh, slovenly people or people who weren't particularly uh sophisticated basically to put a nice term on it uh mouth breeders was it originated in stranger things do you think or has it been a lot no no it's been a, it's around for decades fucking mouth breeders it's an american thing i think though uh, like used to describe hicks and hillbillies and just <laughs> stupid people could they like pant or whatever well no so they don't breathe through their nose ever so they're they constantly breathe through their mouth to to suggest that they're just, just not like sophisticated enough Jeez. to their mouths are like, open and they're inhaling yeah. all the oxygen. Yeah, like fucking gob dogs. <laughs> Deadly. Do you know what? Another thing I was thinking as you were describing the whole nose cartilage mouth thing, which I had never heard before, by the way. So that was interesting. But um, do you ever just think what a fucking miracle it is that you're alive at all at 34 years old and you've you've jumped over all those hurdles and you've avoided all those obstacles and you didn't lie in the incorrect way and you're caught by chance when you were a child and you didn't fucking disappear into a ditch when you were out drunk when you were 20 and all of the other things along the path of your life that have led you to the point where you're at now we're all 34 i think and like how you've just avoided death at every juncture almost Definitely. I, I absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Jesus, I've had a, a couple of, of, of hairy incidents. But yeah, you, you kind of, I, I, it's a, it is fairly bloody amazing. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to get into it, but I'll mention, I don't know if you guys ever watch a, a show called Devs. It's out on BBC at the moment. Um, I haven't heard of it, no. But it's basically where they're they're talking about alternate universes and how you know there there is like uh, millions of parallel like an infinite number of, of parallel universes going on where you know there's different things happening. But yeah, we live in this one where we've made it 34 years without incident, major incident, and uh, or death. And uh, um, yeah, it, it does. It is fairly mind-boggling. Um, and that's one of the things I guess you you look at when you have a kid uh, because you you naturally do panic and kind of go. I'm going to fuck this up somehow um, and it scares the shit out of you. But you kind of look at it and say, you know, there are millions and millions and millions and millions of people ahead of me who are probably stupid than me, stupider than me that were able to raise a child and, and not, uh, uh, not kill it. Um, but Mouth breeders, for example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, I do, I do look at it and kind of say over the, the course of, Everything that's happened over the last 34 years, Jesus, there, it could have been far worse. Yeah, we've, we've all had those close shaves. And, and to add to that, it's also the, the chances of being alive is even more remote uh, in the first place. So, yeah, it, that, that reminds me to, to feel lucky, trainer. So thank you for that. Yeah, and I think uh, as well, uh, just to add another small point to that is it just goes to show you how resilient human beings are because when you think of things like, yeah, if your baby lies a certain way or whatever might happen to you along your, um, you, you just from from the age when you're very young and so vulnerable to the age when you're an adult, like it just, human beings are just resilient and we just don't die most of the time, basically. Yeah, yeah we- <laughs> and there's so much opportunity to do so and we just pretty much got away with it like i mean when you think of all the people that maybe you know personally who've died like it's a far smaller list in comparison to the people who've lived yeah yeah we we managed to adapt and we we survive and that's i suppose why we're the the head of the food chain on the planet go humans 
yeah. Excellent. And that show, Devs, actually sounds really interesting. I might check that out. Yeah. I love the concept of parallel universes. I, it's always appealed to me. I'm always, I've always been interested, not to the point where I've actually done any research on it, but to the point where it kind of, um, when I hear about it, it's like, that's fascinating. Yeah, what, they, they, what they're actually doing is they're trying to, I, I don't want to, give too much away but they're trying to access parallel universes using uh, quantum computing um, but definitely worth watching it's, it's it really interesting and a lot of sci-fi these days I find um, due to the world in which we, 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 we live in with how fast technology is moving it's mad that you, you watch a sci-fi movie and you kind of go I, I could actually see that happening. It's not that weird. Black Mirror, I don't know if you watch much of that. Yeah. Every every single episode, I was like, that's not too much of a leap from where we are right now. Yeah. It's not too much of a leap. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I remember like even watching Total Recall when it first came out or whatever it is or any other kind of weird movie. You kind of were going, that's just made up. <laughs> yeah. But now you're like, I could easily live on Mars. Like, yeah. within about space of two weeks, <laughs> a bit of infrastructure. Technology is there. But no, I, I watched another movie called, uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, called Her. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix basically falls in love with his operating system. Now, if that had been, uh, if that had been like, released back in the 70s or 80s, you'd be like, oh, that's mental. And that's so weird. But uh, you're kind of going, Jesus, you know, like that Alexa. Sometimes, you know, she has a pretty nice voice. A bit, fl- um, bit flirty. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I could take her for a few pints sometimes, stick her in my ear, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a while out with your mate. <laughs> yeah. Bring my bird. <laughs> She's uh, in my ear. <laughs> I, I Actually, I have to say, I thought her was a bit disappointing. I only watched it recently. I, I Both of you had recommended it to me separately, actually, funnily enough. Um, but I thought um, it promised a lot, but didn't deliver on those promises. Okay. I thought it could have been way better, put it that way, like... When she started going having relationships with a lot of other people and uh, like she, she grew and matured as an operating system and she kind of outgrew Joaquin Phoenix's character. I was like, that's not nearly as interesting a storyline as they could have done, I think, where he like he ends up marrying her or something like goes going very, very deep the other way. <laughs> yeah. And that's more realistic uh, these days, yeah, as Mark was saying there, that, that you can actually. See, see him marrying the operating system and having children maybe yeah. <laughs> buying a house together you could have like a, a 3D printer which would produce like eggs from like a 3D ovary from the operating system yeah. <laughs> that's, fe- that's feasible yeah. Yeah. you heard it here first on the feckin check in and that's kind of uh, bringing us towards the end um, so I'll let uh, hand it over to trainer to uh, sort of conclude and uh, but before that, do you have any uh, uh, last words, Mark? No, just want to say thanks very much. Uh, it's great to be involved in the show. Obviously, I listen to the podcast all the time. And uh, as I was saying to you both previously, I, I'd be walking down the road trying to give my two cents um, and, and opinions anyway. So it was great to be able to come along and and share the, the stage, so to speak, with you guys and have the, the chat. And, uh, you know, good luck with the rest of the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Just before a trainer says something there, just to say thank you very much. It was brilliant having you on and it went a lot better than expected. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it did. I thought it bodes well for future guest episodes as well, which we plan to do in the future. And when, when you were talking there and you said to me privately as well, you're walking down the street wanting to add in your two cents, almost as if you're listening to the Adrian Kennedy phone show or something. That's possibly something we might experiment with in the future. Try to do some sort of a live episode and have people contribute uh, on air if you will but uh, yeah that's going to wrap it up for this week if you want to get in touch with with us on twitter it's at camera doom um 
On Facebook, it's at Feckin' Check-In. You can also email us at feckincheckin at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, Mark, for being a guest on the episode. It was nice to have somebody else's input and views and observations because if it's just the same two people all the time, I suppose you're going to find the same types of things coming up. So it's nice to have input from somebody else, obviously with different outlook, a different personality and that type of thing. So that was great. Really enjoyed it. That's going to do it for this week. Any final words to me? Feck off. Feck off.